I'm Bethany. And I'm Chris. And, and we, we are the Sibling Sleuths. And welcome to our podcast. This is our very first episode and we're excited to get right into it. Uh, but first we're going to introduce ourselves so you can learn a little bit more about us. Um, my name is Bethany. And um, I just graduated from college. But because of COVID-19, I haven't actually, like, walked or anything. So it doesn't feel quite real as of yet. Um, but I do get to have a commencement in August, so I am looking forward to that. Um, not really sure what else to say, except for, oh, I really love true crime. I always have. I think it's a fascinating topic. And I listen to podcasts, and so I thought that this would be a really fun um just a fun podcast to have. And I'm Chris. I'm Bethany's brother. I, um, hence the name Sibling Sleuths. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to listen to what Beth has at today. Um, I like horror related things. Mostly fake things, um, or fictitious things, excuse me. Um, but that's about it. And I'm here to listen to true crime and get scared. <laughs> Alright, so should we get into it? Yes. Alright. So today I'm covering the case of the Sumner County Does. Have you, you haven't heard much about this case, have you? No, all I know is what Beth has told me so far. Which is like my first paragraph. Um, so the Sumner County Does are also known as Jock Doe and Jane Doe. They were two unidentified homicide victims found in Sumner County, South Carolina on August 9th, 1976. That's a long time ago. Yes, yeah, so this is a fairly old unsolved case. Um, based on some of their belongings that were found on them, they think that they may have been traveling across the United States. So, um, let's get in. Big feet. To, I know. I to do. And kind of scary as you might think it would be fun. Um, so each victim had been shot three times, um, receiving one shot in the throat, one in the chest, and one in the back. Both of them. Yes. The same shots. I'm assuming so. That's what it okay. seems like. Um, and the weapon was believed to be a point .357 cobalt revolver. I know absolutely nothing about guns. So, that's what it says in here. So, it says, it said, it's a, <laughs> it's a point .357 cobalt revolver. We'll just go with that. Um, so Sumner County Coroner, um, continued to work on the case until her retirement, um, in 2009. So that was quite a long time to work on a case. What year was it? 1976? Uh, yes. To 2009. Yeah. She worked on That's this case. Time. Yeah. And, but it still remains unsolved. Um, neither victims have had their identities figured out. Um, 
despite the fact that their descriptions have been circulated, their sketches, um, detailed information, and their fingerprints have been um, distributed all over, they're unidentified. Do you think they were spies? I don't. I love spies. <laughs> Spies well, I'll have to tell you a spy or... story next. Or yeah. Um, so, um, so the authorities have decided to halt investigations until they can be identified, the victims can be identified. Um, the male victim, as we were talking about, um, is not Jack, or what is it, what, John Doe John usually? Doe. It's Jock Doe instead of Jane Doe, but that um, is probably because from what the leads they've gotten, um, he introduced himself as Jacques, so um, he may have been French-Canadian. Um, French-Canadians are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And so a man who have claimed to have met the couple um, stated that he was told the male's male victim had left his family in Canada with his girlfriend. Um, and... So he's from Canada. From what he said. He also said that his dad was a fairly well-known doctor. Okay. So. The theory is that they're from wealthy families. At least the male victim was. So Could this be a, a Romeo and Juliet situation? Obviously. Isn't it always... Only with murder instead of a suicide. Wow, like this really could be. They should make it into like a movie or something. Um, That'd be really weird yet intriguing movie. Yeah. Continue. All right. So early in the morning on August ninth, nineteen sixty-seven, a young man and woman were said to have been seen by a hermit, um, and then. Um, it was like they'd been dropped off on Locklair Lock Road. Um, it was a secluded dirt road between I-95 and um, South Carolina 341. Uh, it is possible that there were victims of a hijacking vehicle. Um, their vehicle had been hijacked. And then, um, when they had got out of their vehicles, someone shot them, both in the back. So at 6.20 a.m., a trucker named Marvin Durant, um, found the bodies, um, and then contacted Charles Graham, an employee at a nearby store. Graham then contacted authorities. Those names are so, like... American Southern names. Like Charles Graham and Marvin. What was Martin. Name? Martin, not Martin. Marvin. Martin, what was his last name? Durant. Durant? I like that name. <sighs> Can I change my name to that? Marvin Durant? It's Martin. Martin. Martin Durant. I want the last name, not the first name. <laughs> so you say it'd be Chris Durant. I don't know about that then. Never mind. You may continue. Um, okay, so, um, well, first we're going to talk about the male victim. Um, he was 
approximated in age uh, to be between 18 and 30. Um, it's a long age I know. Age. I feel like that's a big gap. Like, wouldn't you be able to narrow it down more? Yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. Um, he was shot by a firearm, um, and he was six foot one inches tall. Um, so a forensic dentist, um, did examine his teeth and would believe that he was over 27, but that he had had looked younger due to his clothing and build, um, so he um, just apparently dressed younger than this forensic dentist stop, thought that he was. So about 27. Yeah. Okay. Um, he had shoulder length brown hair. Um, he had brown eyes um, and very distinguishable bushy eyebrows. Bushy eyebrows. Mm-hmm. That's how you define someone nowadays. Always. Their eyebrows. Always. Um, so he weighed about 150 pounds um, and had extensive elaborate dental work that um, was that may have been performed outside of the United States. Um, so just... Some good dentists in Canada did it. Yeah. So he had a unique type of root canal surgery um, that had been performed at some point in his life, um, which could be important in discovering who he was. Um, and that, it, 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 with all of these cases that I keep hearing, and, like, even in TV shows and movies that are scripted, like, dental records are super important. Yeah. If you don't have, like, any dental records out there in the world, like, it's... Most likely, if you're anywhere disfigured and no one can identify you, you're not going to be able to find out who this person mm-hmm. is or yeah. who you are if you pass away, if you don't have dental records. Like, that's crazy to me. That teeth can do so much. Yeah, it is amazing. So it looked that he had been midway through a complete dental re- re- rest- restoration. Um, so there's that information. Um... He also had an, a star from where he got his appendix removed. Um, and then he had various scars on his back and shoulders, which um, indicated participation in a contact sport. So, there's that. He was a jock then. Yeah. Yeah, he was the, the definition. Wow. I mean, he played hockey. He was from Canada. He played hockey. Played hockey or um, curling. He played curling. But is that a contact sport? No. <laughs> Didn't think so. Um. Anyway, what else did he do? All right, so he was wearing faded Levi jeans, oh, a red shirt. Um, the shirt read uh, Coors American Light Beer. Ooh. I'm also not a beer drinker. I have no idea. Um, on the front of the shirt. And on the back, um, Camel Challenger DT Sabrine 75 on the back, along with a Snoopy design. 
So this shirt seems very strange to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just weird. But that like, shirt okay, so is I, weird. Hold on. Let me so read on it the, again. On the front, there's a logo for a beer. And then on the back, there's a car? Was it like a... With Snoopy? Was it like a like sports jersey or something like that? Because have you seen those sports jerseys for soccer and all that? Where that people may have some logos and like other things from other companies. And like 1975 was a big year for cars. So, you know, true, they want to advertise cars. On then. this with beer? Yeah, you know, never, you never know. All right, well, the t-shirt was red. 1970s, we don't know. Okay. Who knows? So, so apparently it um, was promoting uh, the spearing races held in Florida in 1975, which were sponsored by the brewing company. See, it um, was a sports jersey kind of thing. So I guess it was promoting, but it still seems like if I saw it, I'd be like, that's very strange. I mean, maybe he's an artistic person. He wants to express himself in weird ways. Go ahead. Whatever. He also wore no underwear and carried a pack of Grant's truck stop matches in his pants. The matches were believed to come from Grant's truck stop in the Midwest. Really shocking. <laughs> you know, where else would he have gotten these? Canada. <laughs> oh, well, that's where he was from. Um, he, so he wore a yellow gold, um, wristwatch, and, um, he was, so there's more information about the wristwatch, um, if you want to look that up. There's also pictures of most of the things that there were on them, um, which is kind of cool to look at and just yeah. see. Um, so, investigators using the serial number on this wristwatch was able to determine that um, the company had only made um, that watch in 1968 um, when, but when they downsized in the 70s, um, they destroyed a lot of the records, meaning that they could not figure out who bought the watch, which is kind of sad. Like, oh, they were so close, but then they couldn't. It's crazy how much back then since we didn't have like technology yeah like the only thing you would have is a paper trail mm -hmm. and it's just crazy to me that like something could get destroyed and we have it lost forever now we have like if it's on the internet at this point like everyone knows what it is and you can find it anywhere to be mm -hmm. honest yeah so he also wore a 14 karat gold ring set with a gray um, star sapphire stone and the initials JPF that were engraved inside of the ring. So um, both the ring and watch were rather expensive and then with his um, dental work that was rather elaborate, um, suggested he would come from a rich family. So that does match up with the doctor thing that he had said earlier yes maybe his dad was a dentist and he could pay another dentist friend to or he just did it himself dad's can't doesn't i don't think that's 
a thing you can do. I think you can't treat your family members. Oh, I don't know. Even I guess dentist. I wouldn't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a dentist, so I don't know these things. Yeah. I don't know. So, then we're on to Jane Doe. Alright, so she was approximated in age to 18 to 25. So, hers was a little bit of a smaller window. Um, so, she was younger than him. Yeah. Suspected to be younger than yeah. him. Um, she was 5'5". Five five. Then, um, but at first they thought she was between 18 and 20. Um, but after some more research into her case, they extended that to, um, 18 to 25. Um, so she was 5'5", five five, as I already said. She weighed about 100 to 105 pounds. She was slim with olive skin. Um, and she had reddish-brown, shorter-length hair, gray-blue eyes, um, and some sources had said hazel. Um, and then she had two distinctive moles on the left side of her face near her mouth. So that's her physical description and kind of what... Um, what was she wearing? Well, let's find out. I want to know if she matched her... Partner. Command, companion. Yeah, companion. That's a good word. Uh, okay, so the coroner had noted that she had unusually long natural eyelashes, which I'm not really sure. I guess it was a female female coroner, so that would make sense. I would notice something like that. Unusually long eyelashes. That's what I want. I That's wish. what I want in my coroner report. <laughs> That's what I want to be of note. Yes, please. Alright, so the, both victims were well-groomed and clean. Um, she had fillings in the, all of her back teeth, and her front teeth um, were straight. Um, so, um, she had no surgical scars, had never been pregnant, and her legs had not been shaved. Unlike her male companion, there were no scars found in her body at all. So do you think, do they think that she came from a rich family too? Um, so at first, some people thought that they were siblings. But then with the invention of DNA, they proved against that. So. I mean, obviously, at that time, I wouldn't have thought they were siblings even then. I don't know, but apparently. I mean, they could also be adopted, you never know. Yeah, it's true. It's true. She's wearing an unbleached white muslin blouse over a pink halter top. She wore a blue denim cut-off jeans uh, described as Daisy Dukes. Um, she had a floral scarf tied around her waist as a belt. Um, and then she wore um, stride right brand wedged heels um, in lavender and hot pink. Wow, that's fashion. Yeah, very fashionable. It sounds like I the mean, 70s. the pinks matching those, and then the the waist yeah. tied around her, the scarf tied around her waist. It's very seventies. Yeah, I know. I was thinking that. And the shoes. The shoes are very. There's actually pictures of the shoes. The shoes are very intriguing, with the Digsy Dukes. It's just a very interesting pair. Especially with seeing the picture of the shoes. It's not a fashion statement I would make, but I mean, you're free to do what you want. 
<laughs> Go ahead, dress like a murder victim. Yes, we should for Halloween. <laughs> a lot of people do that, Beth. Terrible. A lot of really? People, well, not really, but kind of. That's basically what 90% of horror costumes are. Well, yeah, but this is different. Like, dress, wear these exact outfit I mean, no. of this girl who got murdered in the 70s. I'm not going to... Who are you? I'm a Sumner County Jane Doe. I'm not going to dress up as the other dude. I'm not wearing a car and beer on my shirt. Yeah, no. I would much rather be something else, probably. I'm going to be a robot. It's May. You're already deciding what you're going to be for Halloween. Or Sunflower. I haven't decided yet. You just have to play Sunflower by Harry Styles. Volume In the background. Six. Volume okay, yeah. 6. Uh, obviously, I know it's Volume 6. Who's the fan? She's also Harry Styles fan. She forgot to introduce herself as one. <laughs> Continue reading because we don't want to talk about this anymore. Okay, fine, whatever. Mainly me. <laughs> Alright, so she wore three distinctive rings. Um, her first ring was black with an oblong stone um, that appeared to be um, with uh, embroidered with tea, turquoise chips. Um, and then the second was um, an ornate scrolling feather shape with coral and turquoise stones. And the third was a simple metal band with red, white, and blue stones. So she also she had a thing for like blue and yeah and turquoise turquoise yeah. Um, these rings appeared to be authentic and handmade by Native American or Mexican custom jewelry. Um, they were made of silver sterling and um, appeared to be from the Southwest United States. Um, Southwest so. You said that they thought they were traveling across America. Yeah. So do you think Southwest, where Southwest is in like New Mexico and Arizona yeah. and Cal well, Lower California? Yeah. Um, especially considering they've looked kind of Native American. Yes. Um, they probably were down there. So that kind of fits in with them thinking that they've traveled across America They've because they've seen a bunch of things from kind of all over. Yeah. Um, and then, like the male victim, she also wore no underwear. I don't know why that's a detail I feel uncomfortable by, but I do. I'm just telling you what the report says. Why did they not wear underwear? That's my question. I mean, it could be they just didn't like wearing underwear. I mean, or someone took their underwear. That's the one thing I wouldn't take if I murdered someone. You would underwear. You would or wouldn't. Take I it. wouldn't. Okay, because I mean, yeah. especially with like DNA. all these rings and all these yeah. things. So like, it kind of means that there wasn't a robbery yeah. because they had like she both of them had fairly expensive yeah. rings and a watch that yeah. was apparently very rare. Yeah. Like, why would you choose to take underwear or not? Like, I mean, they probably didn't wear any. Let's be real. It is the seventies. I mean, yeah, the 70s was a, a time, <laughs> Different apparently. Time. Okay, so in 1977, a man was, ar was arrested in Littell, South Carolina, for driving while intoxicated. He owned a revolver, 
Um, it was found in his vehicle. And it was the same kind of weapon that was used in the murder. Um, it was proven to be the murder wef weapon after um, it was test fired by investigators. The man was located, was located but was not charged because there wasn't significant evidence. Um, I actually couldn't find his name for some reason. That's interesting. Um, and then um, investigators traveled to Brunswick, Georgia, and they met a mother and a father who thought that possibly Jane Doe was their missing daughter, um, who, who were her and her ex-boyfriend had been reported missing um, as well. Um, however, after showing the parents the missing woman's photograph, um, they it was figured out it was not her. So... That's, it's kind of sad. Um, after a gentle comparison, um, it was found that the women didn't match. Um, so the initials embossed on the guy's ring, JPF, um, are, go with the theory that his name was Jacquees, or at least started with a J. Um, the book matches found in the man's pocket um, led them to look at the truck stop. Um, it had locations in Idaho, Nebraska, and Arizona. Um, so that goes with the whole, like, southwest... Traveling. Um, traveling. Mm -hmm. Actor. Yeah. So, after this information was released to the public, a man from Nebraska said that he had performed repairs on their car. Um, and then, but they had paid and... So there was no real leads there, and the license plate was either Oregon or Washington. The man couldn't remember for sure. Um, so they came. Did, did do you think they like went like a U across the United States? Well, I mean, they could have started up in Washington or um, Oregon and come down and gone through some of the south southwestern states and then kind of headed south. Because if they. If I'm tracking right, they could have gone down through Nebraska and gone down to, like, New Mexico and... Or they could have gone down through California. Yeah, but the dude who fixed their car said... Is in Nebraska. That they were okay, in Nebraska. To get to South Carolina, wouldn't you have to go through Nebraska? Possibly? I don't know. If they're doing this, but since they were... Yeah. They were... It's true. Rumored to know. have North American, or not North American, what am I saying? We're in North America. But, um... Southwestern. Southwestern and Native American mm -hmm. things. I mean, there's Native American people everywhere, so maybe there is another place that I just don't know about, mm -hmm. or just less people that are there, and maybe they're... I don't know. It just makes sense to go like a U and they went through Nebraska mm -hmm. down to like Texas and New Mexico and all that up back up to South Carolina. Mm -hmm. It just kind of makes sense to my brain. Yeah. It could be. I mean and they probably were heading like well and they've been in Florida. 
possibly. So, man, that's trip. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be fun to go on a road trip across America, like, and stop at all these fun places. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that didn't, um, the car didn't, um, have any more leads than that. Um, so some people suspect the serial killer Harry Lee Lewis, um, who had been involved in a lot of murders. <laughs> well, I mean, he's a serial killer. Yeah. He himself told um, the South Carolina, uh, or were t- himself told um, that he had been in South Carolina the day that the victims had died. But um, he kind of, it was kind of speculated that he didn't actually do it, and it was a false confession, and he was never charged with the crime, and then he died in 2001. So he had confessed to the two murders um, that had happened, to two murders that had happened in Sumner County, um, besides those, the Jane and Jack, Jock Doe, um, one of an elderly woman in 1975, and then a young man in 1983. Um, So like most other leads, um, this really didn't have any additional clues. to pair names or an actual murder with them. Um, so in 2007, both bodies were examined to obtain, or exhumed to obtain DNA information. And this led um, the theory that they were siblings um, was disproved at that point. Um, so it took until 2007 to prove that theory whole wrong. Yeah. I mean... I mean, I understand why, but... Mm-hmm. Like, it would be interesting to see how much they dedicated to, like, finding siblings that were missing. Yeah. And how many leads that would trash, basically. Yeah. I mean, they could also still be adopted, but that's not, like, that's rumored not to have the thing, apparently. I, I mean, it would make sense that they were just a boyfriend, girlfriend, or even yeah. husband, wife, like... I mean, it's possible. Yeah. Or a Romeo and Juliet situation. Yeah. So, it's possible. And then, so they are currently going under, go undergoing testing by the DNA Project. Um, there's actually a whole website about that if you want to look it up. Um, it's the DNA Project, um, the Sumner County Joes. So, if you want to look that up. Um, you can also find out a lot of information just by Googling them. Um, there's like I said, pictures of all of their, um, the, the rings and all of that, um, have been, have pictures and, um, it's kind of interesting to look at what they had on them. Um, so the couple's bodies were kept at a local, um, funeral home in caskets, um, with see-through lids. So that hope, in hopes that someone would be able to identify them. Um, people all over the country have come to look and see if they were there, um, their kids, which is so sad. Um, and then none of them have been able to identify the bodies. Um, the bodies were made on display until they began to become too degraded to Mm -hmm. see. And so on August 14th, 1977, um, one year and five days after the bodies were found, um, they were 
um, buried at Bethel United Methodist, Methodist Church um, in Ogswell, South Carolina. Hundreds attended the funeral service, um, and then law enforcement agencies raised several hundred dollars to pay the funeral home, which is really sweet. Yeah. Um, and so they're marked with um, gravestones that say the unknown male and the unknown female. So, yeah. Um, In South Carolina? Yes. That's interesting. I think... I could see the serial killer guy that we talked about Mm -hmm. doing it because he said he killed someone in 1975 and then 1983 in that county. Mm -hmm. So, like, it fits in the timeline. It does. To be 1976, right? Yes. To kill somebody in 1976. Like, it just fits to say the least. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. Yeah. But it also could have been just, like, a random carjacking. Yeah, that's where I kind of lean. I could see if they're rich family Mm -hmm. or having a Romeo and Juliet situation, maybe. There was some sort of behind-the-scenes family thing that happened, and they hired someone to kill them. Um, Wow, that's, like, conspiracy. I mean... It makes sense if there was a Romeo and Juliet kind of thing going on. I mean, But, yeah. I mean, the serial killer makes kind of sense to me. It could have been a carjacking as well. The thing that, Juliet. that makes me confused about the carjacking is that they didn't take the jewelry. Because I feel yeah. like if it was a carjacking, they would want to get as That's, much out of this as possible. Yeah. Or maybe they were like, oh, these things are too unique. They could get brought back to me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't believe that one because of they're not robbing robbing what they had on their bodies. Yeah. But I think the serial killer or some sort of Romeo and Juliet situation. Yeah. Which in my brain makes sense to me. I mean it ain't possible. It's still it's just sad to me that they're still unidentified. Like it's been 44 years almost. Yeah. And they're unidentified. Um, it's interesting to me how someone hasn't unidentified them yet. Especially with the whole internet thing. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know that, like, your child's gonna be missing. You're missing. Or your child's missing. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, a thing. Why didn't they, like, I don't know. It's very intriguing, especially with the internet now. Yeah, and DNA. And I think yeah. that I'm hoping that the DNA project that they went under um, will lead to something. something. Yeah. At least their identity. Yes. Um, because I'm sure there's family who, for whatever reason, maybe didn't have any idea I mean, about this. They'd be like, like, they said 18 to 25. Yeah. They're only a little bit older than our parents. Yeah. So, like, think about, like, all our uncles and aunts. They might have I mean, there's a good chance that parents could even still be alive. Yeah. If they were only 18. 18 to 30, yeah. Even 30. That's a 
possibility that their yeah. parents are still alive. Yeah, it's sad that they're still. Yeah, yeah. it's very undefined, and I mean, even with the Romeo and Juliet sister situation, and then yes, I'm going to bring that back up. <laughs> Yes, if it was a family thing, maybe they don't want them to be identified. Yeah, it's true. It's possible, I guess. I don't know. For now, we don't know. Sadly. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna... I'm gonna have to write a... something about this. Make it about Romeo and Juliet. Ugh! Write a screenplay. Yeah, I'm gonna write a screenplay. Or could I play and go to Broadway? Uh, mm-hmm. Be fun. Anyway. <laughs> so that was the story of the Sumner County Does. Um, and I hope you enjoyed it. We will be back yes. every Wednesday with a new podcast. Um, next week is Chris's turn to tell me a story. No. Um, I haven't decided yet what story I'm going to scare her with. Not a lot scares me. Which is weird so, because she doesn't like horror movies. I don't. They're creepy. But this isn't. That's weird. You're weird. I know. But I can. I bet I could scare you with the story I'm thinking about doing. Alright. Did I scare you with this one? Or is it just going to annoy you because you don't know what happened? It's going to annoy me because I want to know if it's a Romeo and Juliet situation or not. <laughs> and I'm going to have to dig deep Yeah, I didn't really it. feel like it was creepy. It's not like this one. It's is not really creepy. creepy. I mean, it kind of is... That we don't know who it is. And yeah. they could potentially still be out there. Yeah. Because, I mean... I mean, if you would they're, think like, they'd probably be murdered about, with some, by someone about their age. They really like, I mean, they could be murdered by someone 13, even at that time. It's true. So... Yeah. I, yeah. Like, the fact that we don't know who they are, and then we don't know who did it, are two things that kind of get to me. And that's, like, a lot of unsolved cases, yeah. in my opinion. Especially friends from, like, this era, because they could still be out there. The person that okay. did it could still be out there. But if it's a Romeo and Juliet situation, I have nothing to worry about, because... You're not in the family. Yeah, uh, that I know of. I don't think we are. I don't think so. Apparently they're from Canada. I don't... I'm not related to anybody from Canada, so... Yeah, we don't... We're probably not related to anybody like this. I don't know... We don't know. Hopefully we are at one point. <laughs> That'd be interesting. I want to be related to Canadian. The Canadians? The Canadas. The Canadas? Yeah. You know, all the Canadians I know are very nice. Yeah, well, I, I don't think I know any Canadians. Do I know, I know any several. Canadians? Do you, how do you know? Whatever. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, well, college. thank you. Oh, yeah, college. Whatever. Thank you for listening. If you made it this far, um, thank you. Um, have a great day, evening, night. Um, don't be scared too much, um, especially if you're staying up really late plus midnight listening to us and it's dark outside. It can get scary out there. Um, don't be scared of us. Stop scaring people. I'm not scaring people. I'm just rambling. Okay, that we're cutting you off. All right. Yeah. Uh, if you enjoyed it, come back next week yes. uh, for an all new story. And we can, and you can listen to the sibling, sibling sleuths. Have a great evening, day, whatever. Bye. Bye.